The God of Mischief is back and better than ever. Loki. 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 Wow. Great to see you again. Critics agree. Loki season two is marvelous. Great. And it's finally here. How much do you know? Let's assume I don't know much. A mind-bending adventure. Spectacularly cinematic. I've been waiting for a moment like this. It surpasses all expectations. A little over the top, don't you think? I thought it was spot on. Loki Season 2. Now streaming only on Disney+. Plus. Well, folks, uh, the Montreal Canadiens lose. They, they lose again. Uh, this time only by a score of 2-1 to one to the Columbus Blue Jackets. Uh, so it wasn't that bad. Uh, it wasn't that bad. A couple of encouraging signs to talk about in that game. Uh, definitely some, some problems as well. Some of the same problems that we've been seeing all season. But, uh, you know, I feel like they're, they're headed in the right direction. Hello and welcome to episode 47 of the Bottom 6 Minutes podcast presented by Habs Eyes and the Prize. I am Matt Drake and it is currently 3.27 p.m. So don't be too surprised if we get a random uh, guest for this podcast uh, by the name of Wyatt. Uh, That is my toddler. Uh, He's currently walking around. You might actually be able to hear him in the background crying a little bit and he'll probably come over here at some point and have some words to say as well. However, uh, getting to the subject of the podcast, the Montreal Canadiens. Not a bad game, honestly. Uh, It started out pretty rough, let's be honest. The first period was not very good. They were heavily outshot, heavily outchanced. Semyon Montembeau really doing a good job keeping the Montreal Canadiens in that game. Um, He unfortunately couldn't do a whole lot about the first goal, which wasn't too long into the game. Ben Sherratt botches a pass and then collides with Jake Evans, uh, both of them falling down. Just a comedy of errors. Gets to Oliver Bjorkstrand. He kind of fans on his pass trying to go across. Uh, and Montembeau was cheating across a little bit to try and defend the shot that would have been coming from that pass. But it gets back to Bjorkstrand, beats Montembeau, and it's one nothing. Uh, but it's a bad period, and it could have been worse than one nothing. Uh, Montembeau really kept the score respectable, uh, which was important because the Habs were allowed to get better. They had a much better second period. Not perfect. Not nearly as good as their third period, but... Uh, Montembeau, again, kept him in it. But on the other end, of course, uh, Elvis Merzlikens making a lot of good saves as well, uh, making sure that the score stayed one nothing. So a bit of a boring second period. But boring is kind of good with these Montreal Canadiens. Uh, it's, it's, it's not terrible to have a boring period. Uh, at least you're not getting shelled. Then we get into the third period, and less than five minutes in, the Canadians get back in this game. They tie it up. Ryan Paling with some excellent work along the wall. Gets it over to Cole Caulfield. Just throws a lightning quick release on a snapshot. Uh, beats Merzlikens. 1-1. We're tied up. Now, of course, I'm thinking at this point, like, oh, we're going to go to overtime. Uh, and it certainly looked like we were going to go to overtime. But <clears throat> the officials called Jeff Petrie for a trip. Stupid penalty by Jeff Petrie. With just under two minutes to play. And the Habs are doing a pretty good job killing it off. But with just over six seconds on the clock... Patrick Laine rips one top shelf, beats Montembeau, and that is how the game would end. 2-1 to one in favor of the Blue Jackets. 
Now, I do want to issue a small uh, complaint about the officiating in this game. Haven't got a chance to do that in a while. I've been so pissed off about the results for this team that I just really haven't been able to uh, to do my usual ref complaint. Um, I don't have a problem with the penalty they called on Petrie. It's a stupid penalty. He's kind of backing into a hit and he's got his legs stuck out. You're going to get called for a trip on that more often than not. But the reason that I have a problem with it is because they didn't call a pretty similar play by Merzlikens earlier in the game. Merzlikens went out into the corner to try and beat Paul Byron to a, a loose puck, and he did beat him to it. He hit it with his stick, but then he sticks his leg out and trips Paul Byron, and Paul Byron goes tumbling into the boards as a result. And the refs called nothing on that, right? Yes, Merzlikens got puck, but it wasn't his stick. Like It wasn't like a follow-through from his stick getting the puck that ended up tripping him. He stuck his leg out. Very similar to Petrie, except it's a, it's a goaltender, right? And I would actually argue the Merzlikens ones was more dangerous. If you look at this game, uh, eight minor penalties, or sorry, four minor penalties to Montreal, and two minor penalties to the Blue Jackets. I mean, there were plenty of other opportunities to be calling the Blue Jackets. They just weren't. Montreal dominated possession in the third period. Third period was by far their best period of hockey, and I, I would say in the, in the last two games, really. Maybe in the last month, I don't know. I think it was better than any period they had against the uh, uh, the Capitals, and it was definitely by far their best period in this particular game. It, they were dominant in that period. I don't know how they didn't get more power play opportunities. I mean, inconsistent officiating. But um, I guess there's there's no real need to complain too much about the officiating. It's not like we're expecting to win games at this point anyways. Just a, a bit of a pet peeve of mine when I see inconsistent officiating like that. But I digress. We're not really looking for wins. We're looking for development. We're looking for some signs of life. We definitely saw some signs of life, right? Again, for the second game in a row, they get down relatively early, but they fought back. That's what's the most important to me. We saw them go in after the first period, brutal first period. They come out in the second period much better, but they don't get anything from it. Then they come out in the third period much, much better, right? So this, I think, is is definitely coming down to the effect of uh, Martin Saint-Louis uh, I don't know what he's doing in the dressing room, but they seem to come out from bad periods and come in with much, much, much better efforts afterwards. So this is great. Excellent news. And now we can really hear a little toddler over there. So, Mr. Wyatt, do you have something to say about the Habs game? That's yours? Okay. Well, now he's leaving. <laughs> um, silver lining. I guess let's get to the silver lining of the game. And for the second game in a row, I got a goal with Cole Caulfield. Um, honorable mention to Samuel Montembeau, honestly. He made a lot of really nice saves, uh, really nice pad saves, so really good puck tracking. Uh, excellent, excellent game from him. He was the reason that they were in it, though they had, again, really bad first period, better second period, excellent third period. If Montembeau doesn't play the way he did, they're well out of that game uh, after two periods. Probably after one period, really, because the first was absolutely horrible. Um, but I have to go with my silver lining as being Cole Caulfield because this is the second game in a row where he scored a big goal. Second game in a row where he looked really good. And it, it seems like he's completely turned a corner here since Martin Saint-Louis was named the coach. And uh, again, he talked about it after the first game that you know this was a childhood idol of his. He used to wear number 26 because of Martin Saint-Louis. And man you're seeing a completely different, a lot more confident Cole Caulfield, a much more creative Cole Caulfield. He doesn't seem like, it's like the leash has come off and now he's, you know, he's looking like the player that we thought we were getting when we drafted him. And 
that is the reason why I pick him over Semyon Montembeau for the silver lining in this game. Because Montembeau, you know, again, as good as he played, he is not necessarily part of the future of this team. And, and I don't think he will be, right? He was picked up off waivers uh, as, you know, a Band-Aid solution to the problem that we have with goaltenders right now. Now we got Andrew Hammond coming in as well that the Habs traded for today. So he might even have less games to play. And I really don't see him being around next year. And uh, look at that. We, we got a toddler back again. What do you want? You got something to say? Um, I want ice. You want ice in your water? <laughs> this toddler only accepts to drink ice water. Okay, go get the ice. <laughs> Anyways, like I was saying, Montembeau, probably not part of the future of this team, but Cole Caulfield, absolutely. Getting him going is going to be massive to this team getting back into a position where they can actually compete and win games, right? Like I said, we're not expecting wins right now. We're just looking to see, you know, some development, and we're definitely seeing that from Cole Caulfield, and that's massive, absolutely massive. And he's doing it by having chemistry with Ryan Paling as well. So I, I want to add almost Ryan Paling as part of the silver lining there because those two together, uh, they appear to have something going, right? We're talking about two games together, two goals. Three goals, really, if you count that one, again, from the Capitals game that I thought should have counted but didn't because of the offside review. Goddamn offside reviews always ruining every goddamn fucking thing. But what can you do? The chemistry is there. Uh, we're starting to see production, and uh, I, I would keep them together. You, you already got ice, buddy. Okay, in your water. What do you have to say about the Montreal Canadiens? Nothing? They have a button. I have a button? I got lots of buttons on the computer. Well, not that many buttons. A few buttons. I like to press some of these buttons, and you know what I do is I. I yeah, I got that button right there. You want to know what that button does? It fires the next coach of the Montreal Canadiens. Yeah, that button fires the next general manager. I don't have buttons. You don't have any buttons. Yeah, you're just a, a tiny little toddler. Yeah, I have your buttons. You have buttons? Do your buttons fire people on the Montreal Canadiens organization? <laughs> okay. Anyways, uh, look, encouraging game from the Montreal Canadiens. Again, we got a silver lining for the second game in a row coming from young Cole Caulfield. Um, we got the team showing a little bit of fight despite going down early in a game. We, we are in a new era, folks, and uh, I, I, think, I think it's good news. And I think, uh, I think we got an excited toddler here, too. He's trying to take the mic. He takes the mic and says nothing. Uh, we'll cut it off there so I can go and deal with this child. Um, thank you, everybody, for listening. We are running what? Uh, close to 12 minutes today. So, grosse soirée pour les employés de soutien. We are on Spotify, Google Play, Apple, Megaphone. I'm on Twitter at DrakeMT. Drop me a follow. I would appreciate it very much. Thank you again for listening. And we will be back tomorrow afternoon just ahead of the Super Bowl. So uh, get your picks in for the Super Bowl, folks. Uh, make your bets. Uh, personally, I'm on the Cincinnati Bengals. I'm a Buccaneers fan, so I'm very disappointed that my team is not going to be there this year. And I'm absolutely going to cheer against the team that eliminated my team from the playoffs. So have a good one. And until next time, so à la prochaine.